house of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Father, for your word. Father, we just thank you that your Holy Spirit comes and it activates that word within us, Lord. And Father, I just pray today as this message comes forth, Father, that you would have hearts to receive, ears to hear, eyes to be opened and understanding to be had, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I just thank you that, Father, you can take what I say and make it yours. Father, I've come to you and I believe it's your word, Lord, but I pray even as it comes forth today that it is what you want said in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. As Malcolm said earlier, our topic or our theme for this month is faith that moves mountains. And as I was pondering upon what aspect of faith am I going to look at today, I was just reminded of how many people over the last few years have said to me, Sandy, I want your faith. How do you get faith? How do you have so much faith? Where does your faith come from? How do I get that faith? And I thought about that and I tried to think, how do I even answer that sometimes, you know? And I guess often the scripture that comes to me is faith comes through hearing and hearing through the word of God. And that's really where this is all stemmed from today. And so, <coughs> you know, faith that moves mountains. You know, everybody has mountains in their lives. They're all different to each one of us. But really, God knows them all. Some appear big. Some little. It's just like when you're climbing a physical mountain. You know, I used to climb Mount Biandella at the Botanical Gardens and Malcolm would go, it's just a hill. And I'd go, no, it's not. It's a mountain. You know, by the time I got to the top, you know, until I climbed Mount Larkham last year and then I thought, Mount Biandella is a hill compared to Mount Larkham. And, you know, things in our lives are a bit like that. Sometimes it's not until we've been through certain things that other things look like the little hill. But at the time, they feel like the mountain. They really do feel like the mountain. And so... Everyone is walking an individual walk and every one of us has different things that we have to face in life. And so for each one of us, our mountain might seem different to somebody else's. You know, a mountain, when we're talking today about faith that moves mountains, a mountain is everything that can impede our progress in the kingdom of God and also anything that is contrary to his will. And so as I'm talking about things today, it's things that are going to be in the way of us walking as God would want us to walk through life or things that are going to be a barrier to what God really wants to see happen. Um, Pastor Dion Hockey was here, you know, just recently and, you know, many of us were at his meetings and he was speaking about 13 strongholds. And I thought about them the other day and I thought, well, most of those strongholds you could say are mountains in different people's lives. You know, and he talked about and included such things as um, greed, infirmity, anger, fear, witchcraft. But there's lots of other mountains that face us in lives. You know, some of them can be unemployment, you know, and in Gladstone at the moment we're seeing a lot of that financial debt, you know, whether it's been inflicted upon ourselves, by ourselves or in other ways, you know, relationship difficulties, you know, family relationships, you know, things that happen 
So all of these things can be mountains in our lives. And so today my message is called Faith Speaks. And I want to just take you to a passage of scripture that's in Matthew chapter 17 and it starts at verse 20 and 21. And it's not really my major passage today, but it's just one I want to look at first. And so it says, Jesus replied, because you have so little faith, I tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Isn't that a mighty scripture? But there's a little word in the middle of that passage and it's the one that's highlighted and it says, say. But that tiny little word speaks volumes. You can say to this mountain and nothing. You can speak to it. That little word say implies speaking into the mountain. Speak to the mountain it doesn't say whinging, it doesn't say whining, it doesn't say pleading, it doesn't even say asking. It just says you can say to this mountain, tell it to move. And so the title of my message today, as you saw before, is Faith Speaks. So the main passage of scripture I want to bring to you today is from Acts chapter 14, 1 to 10. And it reads like this. At Iconium, Paul and Barnabas went as usual into the Jewish synagogue. There they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and Greeks believed. But the Jews who refused to believe stirred up the other Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there speaking boldly for the Lord who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders. The people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews, others with the apostles. There was a plot afoot among the Gentiles and Jews together with their leaders to mistreat them and stone them. But they, as in Paul and Barnabas, found out about it and fled to the Lysonian cities of Lystra and Derbe and to the surrounding country where they continued to preach the gospel. And verse 8 says, In Lystra there sat a man who was lame. He had been that way from birth and had never walked. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed and called out, stand up on your feet. And at that, the man jumped up and began to walk. Isn't that exciting? And so today, as we go through a little bit of this passage, and it's mainly the last two verses, but just going to go a little bit to the first couple first. But I'm going to go through, and there's going to be a key or a principle that we can live by, one for each of those letters from the word speak, because God says speak 
to the mountain. So the first thing we need to do is speak the truth. Speak God's word. And you know, in the first few verses of that passage we were just reading, Paul and Barnabas were speaking God's truth. You know, it says in that passage that they spoke effectively. So we need to speak effectively when we're talking to people. And when people ask us questions, we need to have answers that we can speak effectively into their lives to be able to help them through times. It also said that they spoke boldly. They weren't afraid of what they had. They weren't afraid of it at all. They wanted to share it. You know, I know as I get older, I think I'm getting a little bolder. <laughs> I just thought of that. Um, <laughs> you know, I was a really shy kid and so for me to share things didn't come that easily. I got saved when I was about 14 and, you know, but I was still so shy for a while. But I believe that God has brought me to a point where I've seen him at work that I can speak boldly about what God can do because I know in my heart of hearts that it's true. And so if we can speak God's truth, we're going to see things happen. You know, it said as Paul and Barnabas were speaking in verse 3 in Acts there, it said they were speaking boldly for the Lord who confirmed the message of his grace by allowing them to do miraculous signs and wonders. Who wants to be able to do that? I want to be a person who can pray for someone and see signs and wonders happening. I want to be that person because God has put it within us that we can do that. You know, God has said it and they were speaking boldly and there's power in the word. There's amazing power in the word and the truth of God's word. You know, in Genesis 1, right in the very first verse of Scripture, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What an amazing thing. He spoke and he created. He said, and God said, let there be light. And what happened? There was light. He just said it and it happened. There was power in the word. There still is power in the word. In John 1.1. 1, 1, in the New Testament, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Isn't that amazing? We need to get that revelation of what the Word is. It's not just this book and this piece of paper. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in John 1.14, it says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And you know, in the New Testament, when we read about Jesus walking on earth, we see miracles happening. He often spoke and things happened. He turned the water into wine. That was the first miracle we hear about. He calmed the rough seas. He could just say, be still, and it happened. Thousands were fed. You know, when we look at the loaves and the fishes, he broke the bread and gave thanks. And look how many thousands were fed on those days when that happened. Sicknesses were healed. Lives were changed. 
because Jesus spoke. And so we who know the Lord, we have that authority. He has given us that authority because we are his children. We too can speak. We can say the word. We can speak into life situations and see things change. We need to give direction to it. We need to tell some of these mountains and problems to go. And we need to rebuke the spirit behind the problems. And that's where I think Pastor Dion did a great job of teaching about that. So if you want to hear more about that, listen to his messages. So we need to confess the word of God. In Matthew 12, 34, it says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know, most of you know that, you know, six years ago I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And when you're faced with one of those life-death type situations, you know, there's always different emotions that crop up. But I went to the Lord and I said to him, I want a scripture that I can believe and hang on to. And this is the one that God gave me. Sorry. Didn't know that was going to happen. It said in Psalm 71, verse 18, For even when I am old and grey, well, I don't know. I might be grey under here, but I don't think I'm old yet. <laughs> Obviously not, because God said in the scripture, even when I am old and grey, do not forsake me, O God. Now I can't read because it's all blurry. <laughs> even when I am old and grey, do not forsake me, O God, till I declare your power to the next generation. Your might to all who are to come. And that was the scripture that I hung on to all through what I was going through. Because God had brought me that scripture. It was his word to me. And I just knew. And I know that, you know, doctors say breast cancer is, if you're going to get cancer, it's probably the best kind to get because there's so much research done on it now and stuff. But you know what? Some people don't make it from breast cancer. And so... I had to cling to something to know that God would bring me through this time. And that was the verse, the word of God, that I took a revelation in my heart that I was going to be old and grey. So, guys, I'm still waiting to get grey. No, that's not true. After I'd had chemo, my hair all came back grey. But we try and hide that a little bit. But I'm not old yet. So I'm going to keep declaring the power of God to the next generation. So you young guys, you've got to put up with me a bit longer. <laughs> so yeah, it's exciting. God's word is so true, but we need to get it into our hearts because it's out of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know, we all know people, you know, you can meet a person straight away and know that they've got an issue with anger or an issue with unforgiveness because sometimes what comes straight out of their mouth lets you know. And so I want people to know that my God is real. And so when we speak, we need to be filled with God's word so that that's what flows out of our mouth. 
And I'm not saying that one has to Bible bash someone over their head with the Bible and bang it down their throat. I found for me it's better because just in general conversation I'll say something and then someone will come to me and ask. And that's when I can share what God wants me to. You know, in um, there are scriptures. We need to hang on to the promises of God. And each one's going to have different ones. But, you know, some of my favourites are, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We all have difficult things that we face. But, you know, God says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means I can face all things. I can do all things. You know, even when I'm struggling with something, I go, Lord, help me. I don't know how to do this. And he does. Sometimes it takes a bit longer. You know, in Isaiah 53 verse 5, it says, By his stripes I am healed. So for those that are sick or need healing, claim the promise of God. By his stripes I am healed. If we are going to have faith that move mountains, we need to speak that faith-filled word of God. And in order to do that, we have to spend that time in reading his word, listening to what he has to say, filling our hearts up with his words, not just our own. And you know, there are different times when you speak to mountains. Sometimes you're speaking into a mountain or to a mountain that is somebody else's. And I found that particularly with sickness and illness. Sometimes when you're going through a really, really, really tough, tough time, you don't have the strength to speak to the mountain. That's where our family of God comes in. That's what family's about, to uphold, to support one another. Sometimes we need to be doing that. You know, if we hear of situations, we pray and we speak to those things. But sometimes your own mountain, you have to speak to. And they're those more personal things like issues with anger. Nobody else can deal with your anger but you and God. You know, situations like unforgiveness. I can't deal with that in your life. I can't speak to that mountain. That's a mountain that you have to face and deal with and speak to. So there are certainly times where we do deal with our own mountains and speak to them and we speak to other people's mountains as well. In the passage in Acts of, you know, Paul and Barnabas and the lame man, the man in Lystra was lame and he had been lame from birth. He'd never walked. He was crippled in his feet. But on this day, as Paul and Barnabas spoke the truth... He was in a position to receive healing. And so that brings us to our second point. We've had speak. Sorry, I forgot about this bit. You had to speak the truth. The second one is position yourself, both physically and spiritually. In order to speak to a mountain, we need to position ourselves. Although the lame man was sitting down, it says as Paul spoke that he listened. Now, that lame man could have chosen to block his ears. He could have chosen to ignore what Paul was saying. He could have chosen not to have anything to do with him. But the word of God says he listened. He looked and he listened. 
And so he positioned himself, probably so that he could hear what Paul was saying. He mightn't have been able to turn his whole body, but I believe he positioned himself as best he could physically to receive that day. Faith that speaks and moves mountains comes from positioning ourselves. You know, in the natural, we've talked um, about Malcolm and I going to the gym and um, my unfavouritest thing in the gym is the bench press because I have to lie down and I have to get under this bar that's this long and at the moment for me it weighs 20 kilos, was 10 when I started, but I have to position myself under that bar in the right place because if I don't, when I lift that bar up like this, if I drop it, I'm going to hurt myself. First of all, I've got to position myself correctly because if I don't go under properly, I hit my head on the bar in the first place. So positioning yourself physically is really important in order to have maximum benefit. <laughs> and it's the same with the Lord. We need to position ourselves. There are lots of things in the natural that we can do to speak to our mountains and to help us to be able to do that. You know, if you're unemployed, jobs don't always just come our way. You have to look, you have to seek, you have to apply. And that doesn't mean just one and hope that that's the one and that that's what you're going to get because it's not like that in this world, is it? I'm not saying God can't do it. God can bring a job to you like that. But often we have to position ourselves. We have to put ourselves in a position so that it can actually happen. You know, if you injure yourself, sometimes you have to just let that injury rest, whether it's elevation, whatever, <laughs> you know. Sometimes we have to do our part. If it's sickness, sometimes we just need to rest. You know, sometimes I see people with flus that are so run down and they keep on going, keep on going and keep on going till they hit rock bottom and I think if you just rested for a day or so you'd probably be okay you know I'm not saying here that God can't do it but sometimes he expects us to be a bit wise too you know if your mountain is financial debt you know sometimes that comes on us by our own mistakes sometimes it just happens you know if it's by our own doing we need to work out what are we doing wrong and look at how can we get out of it. Do we need to decrease our spending? You know, are we spending when we don't need to? You know, that kind of thing. If your mountain is anger, you need to forgive. <laughs> and that might sound simple, but that's what it is. If your mountain is greed, start to be generous and give to those in need. So spiritually, we need to position ourselves as well under the teaching of God's word. We need to be hearing his word. We need to be fellowshipping one with another. We need to be just soaking in all that God has to say to us, letting others speak truth into our lives. But we need to also spend that time on our own, meditating on God's word in prayer and just letting him um, minister to us. In Romans chapter 10, verse 17, it says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Years ago, probably nearly 30 years ago, I used, no, probably 25 or so, well, let me start again that bit. 
Probably from when I was a teenager, I had issues with a lower back being very, very, very sore. And I'd put up with it for years. And it wasn't really until late, after we got married, so probably, you know, close to 30 years ago, I thought, I need to go and find out why my back is so sore all the time. And I had a CAT scan and they told me that what it was, was that when I went through puberty, I had what they call Sherman's disease. And Sherman's disease is when your vertebrae really doesn't form properly, like some of those don't form properly. And so eventually, if you were really, really, really severe and really bad as you got older, you could end up in a wheelchair. Well, I didn't want that, nor did I want the pain in my back. But I'd put up with that pain for a very long time, not knowing even why I had it. Now, we had a... Um, guest speaker come to our church in Orange. His name was Al Fury. Some of you may have heard him, some not. And he was speaking that night about healing. And I heard the word. I heard the word that he spoke. And in my heart, I had faith. So I went out the front for prayer and I could literally feel as he prayed things in my back moving, physically feel something going on in the base of my back. And from that moment, I never had that severe pain ever again in my back. And I believe it's because the faith comes from the word. Through the word, the faith comes. So we need to position ourselves to get that word, to hear the word, to allow that revelation word come into us so that we can really hold on to his promises. Ephesians 6.11 says, put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Again, it's the word, isn't it? Putting on the full armour of God. In verse 16, he says in that chapter, take up the shield of faith with which you extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take up the shield of faith so that you can speak to the mountain. Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And how do we do that? We do it by spending time in the Word. The next key is the letter E, expect success. In our passage about the lame man in Acts 14.9, Paul looked, It says, Paul looked directly at him. In other words, he looked directly at the lame man and saw that he had faith to be healed. The lame man was expecting it to happen and so was Paul. Faith expects success. Hebrews 11.1 says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, the other night I was lying in bed, it was early hours of the morning and when you're doing a message, that always happens to me, you get woken up at two or three in the morning and it sounds really crazy because you're going to think I'm crazy when I tell you this. God said to me, think about a pregnant lady. I went, okay, yeah, pregnant lady. And he asked me the question, have you ever thought about why she is called an expectant mum? You know what? I really probably had never really thought about that. 
Why a pregnant lady is often called an expectant mum? Pretty simple, the answer. Because she is expecting to deliver a child. She walks for that nine months carrying that child who's developing. But, you know, at the end of the nine months, she expects to see a baby. I know there are times when it doesn't happen, but in general, she expects to see a baby. That's what they're expecting, isn't it? They're expecting to see a baby at the end of the nine months. She's expecting to deliver that new life. So when we want to claim God's promises, we need to expect to see it happen. Expect success, just like a pregnant mum, an expectant mum expects to see that baby. Don't, um, sorry, 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says we live by faith, not by sight. Don't focus on the mountain. And that's what the mistake I think a lot of us do sometimes when we're going through those troubled times. We focus on the mountain. But we need to be focusing on the one who has the answer. We need to be focusing. Put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of his word. You know, in Romans 4.17, it refers to Abraham and it refers to him and it says, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. That promise came by faith. That's how our promises come into reality. Call things that are not as though they were. So when we're looking at our mountain, we don't focus on the mountain. We need to focus on what we want to see happen, the God who's going to let it happen. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. So we need to expect success. The next key, activate, the letter A, activate authority in the name of Jesus. Speak God's word with confidence. You know, Acts 4.9, talking about the lame man, Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed and called out, stand up on your feet. Paul spoke with authority. He was not silent. He wasn't timid. He called it out, stand up on your feet. Paul didn't stand there saying and asking Jesus, oh Lord, if you don't mind... I see this man is lame, he can't walk. If you're not too busy right now, would you please heal him? That's not how Jesus was operating at that time. Paul gave direction, on how Paul was, sorry. Paul gave direction to the problem. He commanded the legs to move by calling, stand up on your feet. He wasn't wishy-washy, he was specific about what he wanted to see happen. And I was thinking about, you know, in relation to this, you know, if you can imagine a dark alleyway and a tough bikey and, you know, one with all the tattoos up and down their arms and legs and face and the big gold chains around their neck and, you know, the jeans, the big buckles, the boots, whatever, big hairy face. Not the kind of person I'd want to meet in a dark alleyway anyway. 
And I was thinking, you know, if you're in a dark alleyway and that person came along, they're not going to stand there and say to you, look, I'm really sorry to disturb you, but if you don't mind, would you please get up and get out of my way? It's not going to happen, is it? That person is more likely just to stand there and go, move it. And you'd move (laughs) for fear of what might happen next. You know, God wants us to have that authority in our words that we can speak and see things happen. Neither Paul or the lame man doubted. Paul used his authority in Christ and gave that command to the lame man and said, get up on your feet. Faith speaks to the mountain by activating the authority that we have in Christ. It's not our own authority. It's the authority that comes from the fact that we are children of God and that he lives within us. And if he lives in us, we have that authority to speak. Matthew says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, say to this mountain and it will move. But, you know, some people are reluctant, I find, to speak to the mountain. They feel like they have to wait for their faith to grow before they can start speaking into situations. And as I thought about this a bit more, I thought, it's not like that. We don't have to wait for our faith to grow to start speaking to the mountain. You know, when there's a seed, and we're talking like this is the mustard seed, the tiny, tiny seed that grows into a mustard plant, it says if you have faith as small as that, you can speak to the mountain. And I thought God has given all of us a measure of faith, that seed of faith, so we can all speak to the mountain. And I was thinking about seeds as they grow. You know, you don't have to wait till they grow for things to start happening. It's when the seed is activated that things start to happen. And if we have that seed of the Word of God planted in our hearts, then that can activate what God can do. Um, I was looking up the Greek word for faith and in one of the readings I read it said that there's the Greek word pistis which is spelt P-I-S-T-I-S or pistis and it said it's not like having just faith in God but it's having the faith of God like having God's faith and I, I got this real revelation that if God and Jesus Christ live in me then I have his faith within me. We need to get that revelation. If we can really grasp that revelation, that if God lives in you, you have the faith of God. You can move mountains. You can speak to the mountain. You can say, move from here to there and it will move because nothing is impossible for you. I would love to see everybody get that revelation of God's faith in us. The more we do, though, the more we activate it, the more we speak it, the more we believe it. And that's why as you go through things 
And I mean, I've been through a few, and I talk about healing because most of you know that it's a passion of my heart. And I love to see people getting healed, to pray for them and see them healed. But I need that revelation that God is working through me. That's incredible, isn't it? Get that revelation that God's faith is in you. The next key, the last one. The letter K says, keep your blessing or keep at it. Be persistent. What happened to the lame man? Well, in Acts 14.10, it says after Paul said, you know, get up on your feet, verse 10 says, at that the man jumped up and walked. Hallelujah. That man was healed. He jumped up and he walked. He didn't turn around. His, his mountain was healed. It had been removed. He received his blessing. In the word of God, it doesn't say that he turned around and looked at his feet and went, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I've never done this before. It just said he jumped up and walked. And there's nothing in the word of God that brings us to a point that says he didn't continue to walk. So I believe he was healed from that moment forth forevermore. He walked. He knew he was healed. Faith had spoken. His mountain was moved. He was healed. Now, that's a good news story, isn't it? But I know there's some of you sitting here today and you're saying, well, that's all very well, Sandy, but what about me? What about my life? What about our situations? You know, are there times when things don't turn out quite like this? Definitely, absolutely for sure. You know, I had cancer. I'm still here. My mum had cancer. She's still here. My sister had cancer. Last year she passed away. Does it mean I have no faith? No. Did I pray for her? Yes. Did I speak to the mountain and say, be moved? Yes, I did. Did it happen in her life? No, it didn't. Do I know the reason why? No, I don't. Because God is still a sovereign God. Why she is not here, and I am, I will never probably know. But all I know is this, that our God is sovereign. He is the one who knows beginning to end. He knows what's going on. And, you know, it's particularly, I guess, in those times when it doesn't happen exactly as we'd like to see it happen, for me anyway, is when I get stronger in some ways because I get more determined and I get more persistent and I believe that God has placed within me faith to believe for healings for people. But I also believe there are lots of other areas, you know, Many times, you know, people come to us and say, can you pray about something? And I'll go, sure, no problem. And, you know, within a week or two, we often hear that these prayers are answered. And I'm not saying it's just me because of me. It's because of God. But God's word, the faith, when it's activated and we speak the word of God, it can come to pass. You know, there's another um, passage of scripture which is well known to us all. 
and it's about a lady who had to be persistent. In Mark chapter 5, verse 25 to 34, it's the woman with the issue of blood. And for 12 years, she was searching for answers. Did she give up? No, she kept at it. She demonstrated that faith speaks because when she heard Jesus, Jesus had been speaking the truth. Jesus had been with signs and wonders happening around and she heard and she was determined to go and find him. And in her thoughts, she sang, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. So she spoke that in her thoughts, but it's because Jesus had been speaking the truth. And that's why we as God's people need to speak truth so that others can hear. She positioned herself amongst the crowd where Jesus was. She hid behind him because she knew in her situation that for her to even be in that crowd was not right. But she knew she wanted to position herself that day behind Jesus to be able to have this mountain moved from her. She expected success. Those thoughts that were in her mind, she would have been saying, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. And with her faith, she activated authority. Because Mark 5.34 says, Jesus says to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. And she kept her blessing. Jesus said, go in peace and be freed from your suffering. For 12 years she had to keep at it. 12 years she'd done everything in her own power to get healed. For 12 years. I don't know if the time she heard Jesus speak was the first time, but all I know is when she heard that Jesus was there speaking the truth, she did those things. Never give up because faith speaks. Matthew 17, 20 to 21 says, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Let's stand. Faith speaks. Let's speak the word of God. Father, we just thank you that even today that you're a God who works miracles and wonders, Lord. And as I said, Lord, you know, we know people in situations, Lord, where we're praying, where we're speaking. And yet, Lord, at times we look and we think, what are you doing, God? But you're the sovereign God. Lord, there, I know that I focused on healing because I guess that's my passion, Lord, but there are so many situations in our lives, mountains, relationships, emotions that we all need to deal with. And I just pray today that the words that have been spoken will encourage each one to be able to go away and to be able to just start to speak to the mountains that would impede upon their relationship and their progress with you and your kingdom, Lord. We just thank you for your word. I pray that the seed of this word, Lord, would just be implanted within each one's heart. And Father, that in Jesus' name, 
you would just continue to work more and more. And Father, that as the um, message for this month is, you know, faith that moves mountains, Lord, I pray that as each one speaks from the pulpit, Lord, Father, that that revelation would come, that you have given us the faith that moves mountains. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. If you have a mountain, why not take a step of faith this morning and come to the front and give that mountain to Jesus? Hallelujah. Let's continue to worship the mighty, awesome God that we believe in. You've heard the word, do you believe it this morning? If you do and you have mountains, let's come forward this morning and speak to those mountains in Jesus' name.